The destruction caused by the black summer bushfires at the end of 2019 was laid bare across the land with devastation witnessed right up Australia's east coast. But new research now shows the fires and the smoke they produced had an impact far above our heads. A study published in the journal Nature says the smoke from the fires temporarily depleted part of the ozone layer. The study's lead researcher is MIT atmospheric scientist Dr Susan Solomon. She joins us now. Dr Solomon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. How much of the ozone layer was impacted by the bushfire smoke? At some altitudes, we actually saw the lowest ozone that we've ever seen. And if you integrate through the whole column, it was about a 3 to 5% loss of total column ozone over that year, 2020. And that would be true for Australia, South America, et cetera, the whole southern mid-latitudes. So what's the impact of a depleted ozone layer? Those of us who grew up in, I suppose, the 90s will remember the ozone layer was always a huge issue. It's sort of um, become less so. Can you talk to me about why it matters? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ozone depletion is uh, serious because the ozone layer is the only thing standing between us and the ultraviolet rays from the sun that that would uh, cause skin cancer, uh, cataracts in human beings. So those are, those are pretty scary things. Um, and, and also, if it's doing that to us, of course, you can only imagine what it does to plants and animals and, and the rest of the ecosystem. So it's a, it's, it's a critical part of life on Earth. Life on Earth was only able to come out of the ocean and live on land because the ozone layer evolved. So we really can't afford to damage it. How long will it take for the ozone layer to repair itself? Can it, can it repair itself? Yeah. That's a great question. We've stopped producing the chlorofluorocarbons, which are the compounds that uh, do the damage, uh, the main ones, but they live in the atmosphere for a very long time. So it's very different from the kind of smog problem that people are usually used to, where you produce a pollutant, you stop, and it goes away immediately. That's not going to happen here because these molecules live in the atmosphere for some 50 to 150 years. So they're just going to slowly decay away, and we don't really expect the Antarctic ozone hole to heal until around 2060. Although the really good news is that we are already seeing some signs of healing of the Antarctic ozone hole. So we we did a good thing there. But uh, the problem is that the the bushfires uh, basically reversed it for a year. So what we really have to worry about is whether such fires are going to happen more frequently in the future. Yeah, well, we know they will. That's what we've been told from the climate scientists. Yeah. We're going to have more extreme weather events and obviously fire, particularly for our country, is is part of that. What does that mean for the ozone layer? What are the implications and what can we do about it? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a, another reason to be very concerned about wildfire. Obviously, the loss of life and property is... Is, is horrendous. Um, but on top of that, if you're really going to damage the, the ozone layer on a large scale, that's uh, pretty serious. I, I think it has the potential to delay the recovery of the, uh, of the ozone layer. I don't think it's going to stop it altogether because those chlorofluorocarbons will continue to fall to, 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 to be lost and, and to decay away. Um, it's not the, the fire smoke as such acting alone that caused the ozone loss. It was the fire smoke combined with the chlorine that's still left. 
And by the way, it would have been a lot worse without the Montreal Protocol because the Montreal Protocol has has drastically reduced the chlorofluorocarbon that would have otherwise been here by now. So we can be proud of what humanity achieved in saving the ozone layer, but uh, but but this could slow it down, and it's all the more reason to be concerned about climate change and wildfire. Mm. For a long time, Australians got used to the idea of living under a hole in the ozone layer, but you just talked about the enormous efforts and something we can be proud of. Uh, we don't focus enough on the successes, but of turning that around. So uh, the ozone layer, do you expect it now to become part of our discourse a lot more? I mean, is this now back on the radar? It's a great question, too. Um, I think really what it's going to depend on is how many more fires happen, you know, in the near term. And there's one thing that I should mention that 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 is important. We don't know if the Australian landscape is unique in this respect. What burned in Australia were mainly eucalyptus trees. Uh, we don't have those in North America unless they're imported. You know, we have very, very different kind of landscape and, and we don't really know. There, there's not any specific reason why, from a chemical point of view, I would think eucalyptus is special, but I think we need a lot more study to, to, to make sure. Um, if it's not special and every fire everywhere could do this, and of course, as you say, they're all going to get worse with climate change. Um, then I, I think the problem becomes much worse for everyone. But but yeah, um, if, even if it is just eucalyptus, it's serious for the southern mid-latitudes. Mm, it is. Dr. Solomon, so lovely to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. Great talking with you. Thanks for having me. Dr. Susan Solomon is an atmospheric scientist at MIT in the United States. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.